0: This week, we are going to be talking about characteristics that comms pros need to be successful. Um, In general, characteristics, qualities, skills that all comms pros can benefit from having. And, um, you know, we're all different in our own ways, but there are a certain few factors that are pretty consistent across the board. So if you are thinking about making the leap into PR, or you're already doing PR, maybe you're freelancing or you're in-house somewhere, and you're thinking about making the leap to your own agency, or you're upgrading from being a freelancer to an agency owner, or you're leaving you know, your role in-house And you wonder what it takes for a PR pro to thrive. We're gonna talk about those factors and there are things that are inherent and innate in you and there's things that you can also learn. And I think that there is a lot of, you know, I've been in this 17 years and the whole time people have been saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, media is dying. And it hasn't died, it's changed. And I think the biggest change all along was the sort of, um, you know, shrinking of opportunities in print and like massive explosion in opportunities in digital. And we've always looked at that as a positive. But I'd say now more than ever, um, there are pretty major changes that it doesn't mean media is dying or PR is obsolete. It doesn't. It means there are new rules to the game and we are going to learn those rules so we can play the game at a high level and get results for our clients. So, you know, the biggest one in my space, which is uh, brand product promotion, is the necessity to have a well converting opportunity for affiliate revenue. That's just a given. Um, Last year, it was like nice to have. This year, it is a must have and maybe even the number one factor. Like I said, media companies need to make revenue from their stories that they're featuring, and it has to be quick and it has to be. You know a certain amount to cover their expenses um it's shifting away from traditional advertising now it's paid partnerships and we have to be on the ball on top of our game you know be experts in what we do so that we are ahead of the trends we are building in the changes into our strategies for clients so we're serving them the best but we're gonna dive into these qualities characteristics skills that PR pros have that will help you find success. And if some of these are a little bit lacking, then maybe jot it down and we can talk about how you can improve some of these skills. The first one is being responsive. I think this is maybe one of our major superpowers or one of the things that sets us apart um, that clients always comment on. So if you're a good PR professional, you cannot take forever to respond. It looks unprofessional, slow, it lacks an urgency, and it can cost you valuable media relationships and potential future clients and features. So being responsive in every way, whether it's communicating with your current or potential clients, responding quickly to media Um, pros editors freelancers for their requests what are they asking for do they want to interview your client do they want images do they need clarification on something you pitch them Um, maybe people are reaching out to you on your website through a form and you're answering these inquiries when it comes to your services be on top of it and again anyone who's been here for any minute of time knows I'm not advocating that we all work 24 7 in fact it's the total opposite be incredibly responsive during business hours and if you can't in business hours or whatever you feel is reasonable the times you want to be accessible to clients you know you can be um responsive during normal business hours and respond quickly to journalists, stay on top of your clients. If the clients are the bottleneck, you need to figure out a solution so you're not waiting on your media contacts or keeping them waiting while you wait for your clients because these are your relationships. You've built them, you leverage these relationships for other clients. You can't let one slow client, non-responsive client ruin these opportunities for your your other clients and as you build your business. That's like your value or your contacts. And full um, honesty, genuinely, I have not had to work or had a client ask me to send something, do something or whatever on a weekend in years. I'm talking probably more than a decade when I said to myself, this is a boundary I'm setting. And I just started behaving in that way and clients respected it. And if you're incredibly responsive during business hours, or you get to them the next day, even if you decide you wanna work late, just send the email in the morning, boomerang it to go out at eight in the morning. They get the hint that this is when you are responding and you're responding right away. So that's number one is be responsive, but be responsive on your own time and terms. So you're setting that precedent and clients will respect it. Two is you have to be flexible. So like I said, the landscape for media and PR, it's always changing and you have to be willing to adapt to keep up. We've seen bigger agencies kind of stay stagnant because they are not as nimble and able to adjust on the fly like boutique agencies are. And I always talk about that as a benefit to working with a small agency. It is extremely beneficial to have a small nimble team that can make you know, be flexible and make adjustments on the fly. So if your client unexpectedly adds a new launch or they push forward or backward a promotion that they're doing, that's maybe been in the works for a while, you have to be willing to be flexible so you can move quickly, you can adapt as needed. And then beyond that, flexibility is going to help you land more clients that you love, like your dream clients, um, it's gonna show them that you're professional, you're ready for anything. You know, with with one client we just had, we were really struggling. And I think the reason that we struggled is because they did not have a strong affiliate presence, opportunity. It was pretty limited. And we kind of told them that would be a factor. And then over time, it ended up really being a factor. And so we we were flexible. And I said, you know what, this is, a big spend for you. And if you're not getting the value, I don't need to make you stick out your contract. Whenever you're ready, if you feel like it's time to cut bait, I'm okay with that. And the client was so appreciative. She actually gave us another month and a half. And then she was like, you know what, let's move on. And she said, I know you guys were doing everything, I would come back to you in a heartbeat, we know it's not you, you know, send us a request of all the products you want. As we wrap up, we were like, ooh, more products, skincare company. So being flexible, I, you know, I'm not one of the, I'm a lawyer, I'm not one of these people who loves to chase down every dollar in a contract. It's exhausting, it's, cheap, it's tedious, it's, you know, um, yes, if I've done the work and they haven't paid, we will go after open invoices, but for this client, it just wasn't working and we were stressed about it. My team was stressed about it. So for the benefit of everyone, we had some flexibility and we let her end it early and she would come back. So we're going to be flexible, but don't mistake flexibility for a lack of boundaries. You know, like I said, it's important to be flexible, but that doesn't mean you're dropping everything, the drop of a hat for something that's not really an emergency or not really urgent. Um, Don't drop everything. That's not flexible. That's, no boundaries. And I want you to have boundaries. The third thing is being organized. So if you're a freelance or independent agency, you're in charge of yourself and organization is extremely important. So um, especially if you're working from home, it's really hard. You have to have your physical space, your workspace and your schedule to be totally organized so that you can, first of all, Be efficient and jump in and know what you have to do and get those tasks accomplished. But also, I want you to step back so that you can leave this and go into the rest of your home and have work not be following you. So keep your space organized. Be willing to kind of, you know, have that boundary of where your work is and where your home is and... Don't let them commingle. And when it comes to pitching, this is extremely important, especially networking with media professionals or doing client outreach. Um, You have to have a system that will let you know when to do tasks, when to follow up, are follow-ups needed? And so a good organizational system is really essential to being an effective PR pro. And the more organized you are, the more successful your life will be as a PR professional. And that doesn't mean what works well for me is gonna work well for you. We can show you, we have tons of systems around this, like CRM, You know, just sort of the information. Doesn't have to be expensive. We do a lot of our stuff in Google Sheets so our team can keep track of it, so our clients can keep track of it. Just adopt a system and stick with it because that will help you stay organized. If you go bouncing around from Asana to Trello, to Monday, to Slack, or whatever you're using, you're gonna just never settle in and be organized. So choose a system that you will stick with and keep it really organized so you know who to follow up with, when to follow up, what's the status of everything, Um, and knowing that sometimes client development, biz dev, takes a little while. So you want to get those leads in your system so you have a process for following up at the right time and reminding yourself to follow up. So being organized, number three, really important. Number four, as a PR pro, you need to be thick skinned. You have to be able to not let things affect you personally, not take things personally. There's so much that is out of your control. You may pitch and hear crickets, although we do have a lot of resources inside of the pitch lab where we're helping you evolve and fine tune your pitching so that that's not the case, but it still happens. Um, you may think that a client feature is like locked and loaded, 100% happening, and then it gets pulled at the last minute. And I swear, every time that happens, I'm more disappointed than the client. I swear I'm more disappointed than the client. Um, and so we never, we never count anything as confirmed until it's literally in our hand or on the screen in published mode because we know that things changed so you have to be thick skinned around that you may be absolutely killing it for your client and they still pause or terminate services or they're not satisfied and you're like what we are crushing it for you we had a client we were crushing it for them, getting so much press. So we submitted our campaign for them for an award, for a PR industry award. We won best campaign in beauty, fashion, lifestyle space. And I was literally submitting our application and hit enter. And then one second later, I'm not even kidding you, um, my team texted, one of people on my team texted and said, oh my God, they just fired us. And I'm like, What? It was like the most taken aback I've ever been. Literally, they were like, You guys have been doing a great job. And they had just written us a testimonial, but they said, Now that we're at this next level, we're ready for a bigger agency. So thanks for your help getting there. That was awesome. You know, we outgrew you. And I was like, Good luck with that. It's just like, What? So it's, you can't take that personally. I did not take that personally. There was nothing more we could have done, so much so to the point that we're winning. Top billing in industry awards based on the results we're getting. So that sucked. This was a client we loved. We got great results for them. We were able to leverage that to get other clients in our niches. And they were like, you know, thanks, we're moving on. You can't take that stuff personally. So you have to remember you're skilled, you're qualified to do this, you build your own resilience and defenses. Not that you're numb to it, but you learn to let sort of the bad stuff just roll right off your back. Um, Not winning a client. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, oh, we are a shoe in And then they're like, yeah, we decided to go with someone else. And I'm bummed, but I... No, we did everything we could and I know we would have been a great fit for them. And there was another factor at play. And most of the time, they end up coming back at some point. So they usually come back. So I try not to take it personally. And having a thick skin, I think, is also just really important, not only in PR, but in business in general. Um, you know, it's all a lesson. Everything is a lesson learned. So as long as you are looking at things like A learning opportunity, you can't win them all, and you just have to have thick skin and be okay with it, even if you're crushing it for a client, and they're like, yeah, thanks. Nice knowing you, because it's happened. And five is, of course, being a great writer and having good grammar and being really detail oriented. If you love to write and you love to create stories and creative storytelling and Um, you craft messages in a way that are really compelling and you draw people in. And you can look at something and see the nuances and see how to position it to elevate it in their niche and set it apart from their competitors. Um, If that is you, then you're well-suited for PR for sure. And that is one of the top skills, if not the top, is being an excellent writer and you are painting a vivid picture. You're doing it in the most effective and concise way. Brevity, incredibly important in PR. Short and sweet. You know, if you write something, aim to delete two sentences that maybe could come in a follow-up. Short, sweet, to the point. So great storytelling, great positioning, great angles, um, catchy uh, subject to get the editor or writer to open your email, that's it. You just want them to open it and read it and succinct. And that is a major skill, if not the most important. But I want you to keep in mind that being a great writer is a lifelong journey. And you can always take steps to improve your writing and your pitching skills. It's what we're also focusing on inside the pitch lab. But what I know for sure is that you do have to be really detail-oriented and have really precise, accurate grammar and spelling. Like little small mistakes, typos, incorrect details, they can undermine your credibility. Sometimes editors will even forward your pitch to your client, which is savage. It's so rude. Or they'll put it up in these editor groups and put you on blast and sometimes they'll make a half-assed attempt to like cross out your name, but they're making fun of you. Sorry if you don't think they are, but they're like, oh my God, this person's a publicist. Look at their writing. So if you're always spot on with the smallest details, you're going to be prepared for success in PR, your clients are gonna be impressed. You cannot send a proposal with a spelling mistake. You cannot send a response email to a new business inquiry with a spelling mistake. They'll move on. It's that minutia that matters. Um, if you focus on the details, your clients are going to notice your impeccable work, your media contacts are gonna trust you and always make their job easier. But if you, are not confident in your grammar, you need to get a second and maybe a third set of eyes on your pitches and your proposals. Grammarly is a must at a minimum for sure, which is an extension. Grammarly is there as a backup to check if you make a mistake. Grammarly, great tip, you guys, really great tip. And I'm sorry to say, like I judge you for poor grammar. If I know you're consistently using poor grammar and you're a PR professional, I makes my skin crawl, it makes me cringe. So if that is not your strong suit, get another set of eyes on it. There's no problem with that. And that is what the Pitch Lab community is there for. Plop your pitches into our community. And you know I even will go in and tag people that are in the same arena um, and get their eyes on your pitches so that you know you're sending out something that is completely accurate. So being a great writer, having impeccable grammar and being really detail-oriented and knowing that that is a skill you can hone for the rest of your life. It's not just like, oh, I'm good. I I did it, I'm good. Um, I don't need to work on it. You have to continue to evolve your skills. So being a good writer, and if you don't feel confident in your grammar, get a second and third set of eyes inside the pitch lab. We we got your back. Um, You also have to be creative. So it's one of the most important skills for PR professionals. Um, Every client has different needs. Your pitches, they have to be creative and fresh and highly tailored to your client and their audiences. So we know that you have to be creative to tailor your pitches to the specific contact and the specific beat at the specific media outlet. There's no spray and pray, there's no one size fits all. You have to highly tailor pitches to their audience and your client's ideal customer so that you're um, connecting with them based on what that client avatars or customer avatars looking for or what the publication typically covers, what's the tone, what's the style. Um, even from day to day, our job <clears throat> changes so much that you have to be, you know, again, flexible, but also creative. You want to think outside the box. And this is where you're able to think about what makes you the one that your clients choose to work with. What's your secret sauce? What are you exceptional at? Um, You know, there's tons of PR pros out there, but why would someone choose you over someone else with your level of expertise? So you want to hone what makes you unique. Hone that creativity. Hone that specific skill or gift. Um, So that's your creativity and your superpower, being able to do that. Okay, that's uh, six. Number seven on the skills you need is being eager and ambitious. So be prepared, stay prepared, be on top of your industry, news, um, seek out opportunities. When you're eager and ambitious, you are able to stay on top of opportunities and you know, leverage technology so that you're like first in line. Like, if you sign up for Harrow, which is help a reporter out, um, there are still really good opportunities on there. You have to be fast, you have to be first. So, that means you're eagerly checking and you know that that's a tool you have you can leverage, even if you're not winning those opportunities you're still able to use Harrow as a tool to show what the media is looking to know about right now. So don't discount it if you're not, there's so many people vying for these opportunities. So you need to, you know, be first. And if you're not, if you're like, oh, that came out an hour ago, you probably aren't gonna be first, but um, you can still figure out maybe that's a good angle for your client. You might not get that opportunity, but you can still use that idea And pitch that out. So you're always, if you're eager, you're ambitious, you're always looking and thinking and looking for inspiration and ideas. You're always evaluating your own work and seeing where things can improve or what worked and leverage that skill and go deeper for that client or other clients. It's just like, you know, you wanna be the best, you wanna be known in your industry, you're on top of move, you know, movers and shakers in your industry, where they're going, Um, not like saying, okay, well, I'm an expert in my niche now. So I'm just going to ride that wave. I don't need to keep going with the, um, you know, eagerness or the level of passion and excitement that I brought. I will say, I believe that when we win new business, it is because I'm able to really demonstrate how ambitious we are, how excited we are about the opportunity, and also how much we love the work we're doing. How much I still love my business. 17 years later, I love my business. And I think that that eagerness and that ambition to still be the best comes through on our sales calls. So always evaluate your work, bring the energy, bring the excitement, bring the heat. It is magnetic. Honestly, it's magnetic. People are like, I love that you're so excited about our brand. So I think that's a... A big thing that it's hard to fake, um, but it's really important. I think clients also need to see that you are excited about what they're up to so that you're not just dialing it in. They want to know that you have that passion for their mission, their um, products, their services, their values, the founder story, all of that. So number seven is eager and ambitious. And then eight is the last one I have for you, but it is to be empathetic. So I know there's this misconception that PR pros have to be extroverts. That's not necessarily the case. I mean, you should be outgoing, you should be able to connect with others, um, and you know, be interested in people, ask questions, try to always learn when you're having conversations. It's great to be all of those things, but you don't have to be completely extroverted to be successful in PR instead of having to feel like you need to be extroverted, the root of success in PR, and especially now, is empathy. So people are repelled and they hate when companies come off as ignorant on social issues or larger problems. They're tone deaf. Um, They don't Take a stand, or they're specifically vague. As their comms professional, and as your own founder and leader of your business, you need to be able to empathize with audiences to figure out what they're struggling with, what is going to resonate with them, what will absolutely hit them, miss the mark. Like what is like, oh my god, this is tone deaf and so awful. Um, you know, kind of ignorant on social issues, just really bad, but you want to be empathetic um, and you want to be able to empathize with the customers, with your with your clients also, and be able to say, okay, I get what you're trying to accomplish and I can see how frustrating it's been for you, but um, empathizing with your clients and their needs and their struggles and Also, empathizing with the media and what their needs are right now. Literally, when I jumped on the phone with this contact who is a commerce writer, she said, If we don't generate revenue to a certain amount in a certain period of time, we lose our jobs. So, no longer are the days when we can write about things we thought are cool just for the sake of it, just for the sake of entertainment. It now has to be calculated, data-driven infotainment that also generates revenue. And that is something I now understand that the media is dealing with. And they don't, that's not why they got into this. They got into this because they love to write or they're passionate about whatever, you know, their their subject matter niche is or whatever they're experts in writing about. And now to be like, I have to only write about things that will make money in order to keep my job, I I empathize with them. That's a hard place to be. And now that I really understand it, and now I get it, and I can empathize with what they're experiencing and know that I can give them what they need to help them effectively do their jobs and, I guess, keep their jobs. So empathy matters. And knowing what your clients... um, customers are struggling with allows you to empathize with them and create pitches that are solutions for them you see it's really important so you you know just be able to empathize with their audiences figure out what's going to resonate figure out what is not going to hit the mark whatsoever and you know, create pitches that really connect and land exactly how you need them to. So that is what I have for you today. I'm going to just recap um, the f- eight qualities of a great PR pro. So number one, being responsive. Two, you're flexible. Three, you are organized or you learn how to get organized. We can show you how to get organized inside the uh, Pitch Lab and the Agency Accelerator, we have processes in both of those programs. Um, For thick-skinned, don't take it personally. It's not personal, it's business. Yeah, it sucks, but it's not about It's not about you. Be able to handle nose, be able to handle crickets from the media, be able to handle when features get canceled. You did everything you could, it's out of your control. Um, you have to be five, a great writer and have impeccable grammar or have somebody check it. You can get a great copywriter. Six, you have to be creative. And seven, eager and ambitious. And I don't care how long you've been doing this. When you get on the phone with prospective clients or the media, you are selling and you're excited about what you're doing. You love your work. You love their products. That energy is magnetic. So that's seven, eager and ambitious. And eight, empathetic. You don't have to be an extrovert at all. You don't. And in fact, I spend most of my time right here behind my keyboard. You know, I can be an introvert if I, you know, and still be successful as long as you're empathetic and you can connect with your clients, the media, and your clients' target audiences and understand their needs, their struggles, and present solutions. So I hope that was helpful. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate all of you. Take care. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the pitching powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to up level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the pitch lab. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the pitch lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get Tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. With relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in to next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.